Welcome to Sin 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Hey everybody, we are absolutely glad you are here. We are back together in conversation about sharing Jesus with those that God puts into our lives and doing it naturally, exactly the way God built us. And today we have somebody on who just about every conversation I have with him is about this and just the goodness of God. You are easing into a conversation here with three men right now who are very, very grateful for what God has done in our lives. Is that right, Matt? Amen, sure is. And Kenneth, you feel that way? Amen, I definitely. Thought I thought you might. This is <laughs> Kenneth McRoy. And Kenneth and I go back a few years. Yes. And as we were talking one time, I'm talking about the attraction, how people sometimes are attracted to like, hey, there's something different about you. There's something that's up with you. And I've got to tell you, if you ever get a chance to visit at Foothills Christian Church in El Cajon, you will no doubt run across a family that I'm jealous of because they're beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> but beyond being beautiful, there's a way, and Kenneth said, the way they carry themselves. And it is beautiful. So <clears throat> I want to make sure that I introduce the entire family. Amen. And I had to write it down. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth, you've got a large family and you have a beautiful wife named Nicole. Yes. And you have Keneva. Kenaya. Kenaya. See, I needed help. I'm glad. <laughs> and Kenna. Kenaya, Kene. Kene, okay. Mm -hmm. And you have Emmanuel, Trinity, and Avion? Avion. Avion. Very yes. good. Okay, you guys got all got that. So when you come and you see them, then you'll know everybody's name. Um, Kenneth, you, uh, uh, as we're talking today, and mm -hmm. we're talking about gratitude, and we're talking about just doing it like God leads you to do it. Yes, sir. We have a Facebook community on Sin 315. And yes. there are hundreds of people there. You're amongst them. And that's why it's a conversation. So we're talking right now. We're the guys doing all the talking. Yes, sir. But on the Facebook community, it's a conversation. And you had a post a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And I'm not going to spend the time reading the whole post. There's real meat there and people that, that kind of jumped on it. Yes, sir. But I really want to encourage people Go to Facebook and request to join because it's a private community where things are personal for you with the group. And it's it's just called Sin 315. It's easy to find. And the thing that I was most impacted by was uh, the word freedom was in that 23 times. Yes, sir. And I want to talk about that. And then there was a phrase. There is a person. There's a person like this. There's a person like that. Amen. And I want to spend some time on that. But let me ask you... in right off the beginning, what prompted you to post that? So when I get on Scent 315, instantly I want to encourage people. And the only way I feel that I can encourage them in truth, the way we're supposed to be encouraged, is through my testimonials, through what the Lord has brought me out of and what He Himself has shown me through the Holy Spirit, things that I've been through in life. Things that I've come out of, things that I've been through, been in, and the hand of God has, through His love and care for the people that love Him, I honestly believe that He brought me out of. And those are the testimonies that I'll post. And, and I want to talk about that. I want to dig into that. One of the 
one of the really powerful points to me that gave me Holy Spirit goosebumps was that don't judge what you see. Yes, sir. Like if I see you now, I see you as a hustling businessman, <laughs> yes, you sir. know, a father who is very, very attentive to his family and yes, all sir. that. And here's this beautiful, polished man, <laughs> <clears throat> right? So, but there was a before that. Oh, yes. And as people shouldn't judge you or have this preconceived perception of who you are right now. Yes, sir. If they would have run into you 20 years ago, Oh, 15 wow. years ago? I doubt they would have gave they would have given me the time of day just because of the attire that I wore, the way that I carried myself is totally different than I am today. But either judgment, either snap judgment, oh, I've got this figured, I don't want to be around that guy, and this guy's got it all made and everything. He probably had a silver spoon in his mouth and right, everything exactly. is, is perfect with him. <laughs> he couldn't possibly understand. Both of those are wrong. Yes, sir. And if we're talking about scent, we're sent to all sorts of people. Amen. So we have to kind of, we have to look through the lens that God does. Yes. Every person that's out there is made in the image of God. Jesus loved him so much that he died for him. And you just can't tell a book by its cover kind yes, of sir. thing. Yes, sir. So tell me a little bit be about before Jesus. Well, I, I definitely took the wrong path. But before that, my dad, he taught us about Jesus Christ. So I knew he was a religious man. He was also a United States Marine. He's no longer with us today, but I know he's in heaven. But he taught us about Jesus Christ at a young age. So I know for a fact when the Lord says, train up a child when he is young and when he is mm. old, he will not depart from it. I have seen that happen in my life. That's so encouraging that true. for some parents. That, that, that is true. That are, that see their son. Yes, sir. Taking the wrong path, right? Yes, sir. And uh, But they, they gave him everything they got while they had a chance to right. do it. So that's encouraging to some parents who have some prodigals. Amen. Out there. Amen. So I did stray away from the Lord. In my teenage years around late middle school and high school, I began experimenting with drugs, marijuana, and a lot of different, a lot of other different narcotics and things like that. But not only did I experiment with using drugs, I was also a drug seller. So I became a seller of narcotics and a user or abuser of narcotics at the same time. And that led to open the door to a ton of other sins, some of which I mentioned in the Facebook post. Because when you're under the influence, you're under the influence of things. So that would lead to whoremongering or stealing or lying or all different sorts of things that you probably wouldn't do if you were in a sober state. In a sober state. Yeah, yes, sir. Got it. So something happened as you're going down that road. About how many years was that? Uh, I would say about seven, give or take. And then something happened. Something happened. Okay. The day of the impact. And yes, it was an impact. I remember I, I had been incarcerated and while I was incarcerated, I think I was incarcerated for at least a year. It had to be at least a year. I was incarcerated. While incarcerated, I started reading the Bible because I, I didn't have anything but time. So I believe that was the seed that my, my father had 
put in me. Mm-hmm. I noticed that I had all of this spare time and the I didn't Lord have had anything your attention to do. Now yeah, he had no my attention. So I began reading the Bible and I just began to read the book of Revelation and I read that for a number of um a number of days while I was in there. And it was my time to get out. When I came out of incarceration, I was still with my wife who I'm with right now, Nicole. She wasn't my wife at that time. She was just my girlfriend. Before I was incarcerated, she wasn't in a church program. We were just, you know, living life, doing our thing. Once I came out of incarceration, she had joined the church and started Mm -hmm. going to church. And so that was something new. And I didn't go right out the back. I was still fiddling around in the world, messing around with drugs and things like that. But there had to be a presence of the Holy Spirit on her because there is now something was different. And one day she came home and she was listening to a song. The song was called There is a Name by Byron Cage. She came home, she was listening to that song, and it impacted me in my heart. And when that happened, it it was something I haven't felt before that was different. I say, okay, it's something here. So I wanted to hear that song again. The song went off, and I wanted to hear it again. I don't think she understood what was going on. But that day, I had to have listened to that song at least a hundred times. I'm serious. <laughs> I couldn't pull away from it. Matthew, we got to contact Byron Case and let him know about this, okay? <laughs> yeah. I could not pull away from that song. It had grasped my spirit in a way that I could not tug away from it because I was singing it in my mind. I had received it in my heart. And the song was basically saying that there is a name, that Jesus is real. So I began to weep uncontrollably. And then out of nowhere, I got a phone call from my sister, Ryan McRoy, who it was a while since I talked to her, but out of the blue, she wound up calling me and I was weeping. And she was asking me, what's wrong, brother? What's wrong? And she was also in the church as well. And I began to explain to her, I started listening to this song. Now I'm weeping uncontrollably and I don't know what's going on. I'm hot. I'm shaking. She was like, the Lord is calling you uh-huh. home. Uh-huh. She said, it's time. And, and she didn't mean to die. She meant to be with Jesus right. here and now. Yep, yep. And I knew for a fact that was the Lord calling me. So I started going to church and he started correcting things in my life. It's such a beautiful picture because when I see something like this, whether I'm reading the Bible and something miraculous is happening, or in somebody's life and something miraculous is happening, I say, where do we play a role in that? What's my part in that? So, you know, Nicole is just seeking the Lord. We should have had her on here too. That's my <laughs> mistake because she could tell her part of that yes, story. Yes, like who yes, talked yes. to her and who invited her. But it doesn't sound like she was this cracking you over the head with a Bible, no. nagging, beating you up. Why don't you go to church? What's the matter no. with you kind of person? She doesn't strike me that way at all no. anyway. So there's an encouragement to a wife or a mom or a sister who's got a wayward person that they love and they're just they're loving jesus and they are an example yeah she's probably the one that put byron cage on yes right? it was yeah when she came home she was playing that song i hadn't heard it yeah before then so she's involved and maybe somebody who's listening that's that person where right. you can encourage them don't give up press into the lord yes be encouraging 
Jesus isn't weak and he's no. teamed up with them, right? Right. And then your sister as well. I mean, was she the kind of person that was always screaming at you about Jesus, get your life straight? No. <laughs> so I just want to encourage the person who's listening there and the person who gets Bibles into prisons. Yes, sir. And all of that, you have a role in this and you might not be the street corner evangelist, but you're playing a part in somebody's life being transformed Amen. forever. Definitely, so, definitely. Get off the couch and do it and don't be ashamed. The devil's <laughs> dumb and he tells you things that you're not doing. Let me ask you this. So at that point, you had a transaction with the Lord. Yeah. You gave yourself to the Lord. Was that at church sometime? No, that actually happened right at our apartment. <laughs> During this time where yeah. Byron's- Well, the huge impact and the shift happened at the apartment. And then I went to church and I, I gave myself to the Lord. Right on. Yes, sir. Okay, so tell me this. What has it been like since then? Did you hocus pocus, presto changeo, everything was perfect and you were just no. like the mighty man of God <laughs> healing people on the street? No. So hmm, imagine one, that. Right. One thing that I can say and I want to encourage people that has a strong problem with narcotics, if you're a user of narcotics, if your own narcotics really heavy. And I know the struggle with getting off of narcotics in the um what do you call it when you're coming off a narcotics? You have withdrawals. withdrawals. Yeah. Okay. I, I did some pretty heavy stuff, but I was brought off of all of the narcotics overnight. Wow. wow. Overnight. Thank I've Jesus. never had a withdrawal. Wow. Ever. In Jesus, he will do it for you. If he did it for me, I honestly believe that he will do it for you. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a 12-step program. I didn't have anything. I experienced the presence of the Holy Spirit at the apartment. I went to church. I gave my life to the Lord. And the very next day, I used to smoke marijuana. And I always smoked it out of a specific flavor. They used to call them cigarillos or whatever. Okay. It was a grape. And the very next day, when I walked out the door, there was someone out there smoking because it, it was in an apartment building. And it was the same flavor. I smelt the grape smoke and I threw up. I <laughs> wow. could not stand. I couldn't stand the oh. smell of it. The Lord took it from me overnight. That is so good. My my good friend, John Hoffman, who pastors the Grove Church in Mission Valley and his brothers, our senior pastors, I remember him saying, because he was the high school pastor at that time. He said, Father, just ruin their taste for the world. Yes. Amen. Just yes. take that, that appetite, that it. taste away. Well, that's what he did to you for <laughs> yes, sure. Sir. To yes, his sir. glory. That's awesome. But it was still a work in progress. So that was just the first step. There was still a lot of things that the Lord accomplished in my life. I had no idea how to be the man that the Lord has me to be today. Mm-hmm. There was so many issues in life that I was still dealing with, the judicial system. There was a ton of um, things that were still being held over my head. And as, if I can remember correctly, all I did was follow Christ. And those things started going away, just following him, reading his word, and just putting my full attention on him. Sounds like a good plan to me. <laughs> Yes, sir. So, Kenneth, you and I hung out in a class about sharing your faith yes, uh, sir. a while ago, pre-COVID, all of that. And we talked about that there are different styles. People are built different ways. Yes, sir. Some people love to argue, so maybe they're good <laughs> at it. 
and there's some value to that if it's given to the Lord, right? Yes, However sir. he built you, he can use that, is gonna use that if you're willing to really share his love with other people. Yes, sir. Can you explain you? So I was gonna ask you the question why you shared Jesus, but you just, you just, just, <laughs> Uh, reek is the wrong word. There's a better word than that, but you smell like gratitude, right? Amen. It just Amen. comes out of your pores. Yes, it's exactly when I see you. <clears throat> I relate to it because I feel that way. Most of the time myself, sometimes I'm not grateful, but most of the time I am. And so that's the thing for me. So I think I understand why you share Jesus, but how does that look in your everyday life? How do you intentionally share the love of Jesus with others? So where I was in life, before the Holy Spirit impacted me, I was in a state to where I didn't even have pride. It was all gone. So I was in a really low state in the love that he showed me to show up at that apartment in the way that he did it. That's how I want to show other people. I want to show them that same love that he showed me. <clears throat> so if I'm going to witness to someone or if I'm going to give my testimony, I want them to see that same love that Christ showed me. And I know for a fact that he will show them the same love, yeah. whether it be through me. I know that it's him and all glory goes to Christ. All glory goes to God. I just want to show them that that same love that he showed me. Um, even to this day, if it has nothing to do with me, if there's a preacher on the stage and I see people coming to Christ and I see them willingly receive Christ, I'm already in tears. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I, yeah, I don't have to know them, but I do know that there is a soul that has been won for the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And that just brings me to tears. It, it's tears of joy and that love. I, I'll never get over that. Yeah, and, and you shouldn't. Yeah, that's a feeling that never goes away. And I'm open and willing to share that with anyone. Yeah. So I guess that's the thing that I would love to see translated to people that are listening. It's incredible. We're all grateful for what Jesus did for us. Yes, sir. But it came with a mandate. Share this with others. They need it. Right. And the way I see the world right now, we are so divided. We are so far apart on everything. It's funny, Will Ford was on the show last year and he said, um, we used to just be divided on race. <laughs> right. Now we're divided on vaccinations <laughs> and sexual orientation. We're yeah. divided in so many different ways. But the love of God, it just comes right through all of that. It really is that simple. Glory. It is. It really it is. truly is. It is. And if somebody's there going, yeah, but you don't understand, but you don't know. The thing is, as you take that step, because we're not doing it alone. Right. The Holy Spirit is there. He's already been working ahead of time right. on those situations. Mm -hmm. And you're just kind of walking into it like the perfect pitch in baseball or nobody's covering <laughs> you. The pass just comes into your hands. It's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Right. Of course, there's other people who have some people who are difficult in their lives. You may have been difficult for some other people in your life Definitely. before Jesus. Yes. And so there's so that's a message of hope and encouragement that they can pray into that and know that Jesus is involved in that. 
Let me ask you this, Kenneth, because mm-hmm. it sounds real rosy and it sounds beautiful and all of that. What are some of the challenges? What are some of the things that you have that you go, hey, this is some of the thing the Lord is working on me. And uh, so you're not superhuman, you're a regular right, human. Right, exactly. Yes, so sir. what are some things for you in sharing your faith or walking out gratitude and all of that, that you have to work on, that some things that are going on? One of the main things in today's society, and I know that a lot of people can relate to this, is the battlefield of the mind. Mm-hmm. That within itself today, in all of the deception that is out there, in today's society, because there is a lot of deception out there. That's one thing that I constantly battle with. And the the only way to offset or battle against deception is to stay in your word. You have to know your word, the word of God, your Bible. That's the truth. As long as you continue in your Bible, you will know if someone is trying to deceive you or if deception is around you, you'll be able to hear it. So, yeah, the mind is always a battle everywhere. In California, everyone knows driving will get you angry. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can relate to that. Yeah, so that's one that I deal with. I constantly catch myself on the highway. Some people I have to pray for. But, um, yeah, that's another one I deal with. Someone else might not call it anger. I would. They might say, oh, you just had a moment. Yeah. We want to we wanna try to overcome those things. Yeah. We want to be more Christ-like. Oh. Can I ask you something? What about as a Christian who is the owner of a business? What's that like? Because when I first met you, you weren't the owner of a business. No, sir. And that was actually another testimony. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So just to encourage people out there. I never, now don't get me wrong. I was an A and B student all the way through school, but I never physically graduated high school. I checked myself out and went to adult education and I tested out. I didn't finish because one of the test days that I was supposed to take one of my last tests, I had to be in court. So it was either take (laughs) this test or go to jail. (laughs) Okay. So I went to court and I missed my last test. I did pass everything, but they didn't give me my diploma because I missed one of the tests. But so that I never graduated high school. And I am a company owner. That's encouragement within itself. Sure. Yes. My mom and my dad was divorced, so I didn't have a father in the home. I went through a what they call where the government takes the children away from the parents and you go uh, a foster Foster? home. I was a foster child for a number of years. I was abused in a foster home. My goodness. Yeah. So I'm saying this to encourage people. Yeah. I was molested by a member in the foster home. I was also molested by one of my uncles who is HIV positive. By the grace of God, I am not HIV positive. Wow. Yeah. And it's saying this to encourage people to see where I am and what I came from. It's all through the love, the grace, and the glory of Jesus Christ. When I moved to California, I was working for one of the largest companies in the United States. It's a tree company. And they're pretty much in every state in in the United States. And they moved me over here to help out in a program that they needed help with. And I wind up getting terminated from that company after 15 and a half years. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, when that happened, I wanted to be scared. 
I did. When you when you're in California moving from Florida, you have five kids, a new mortgage. I'm not used to a mortgage being thirty eight hundred dollars a month. Really? Right. In Florida, our mortgage was five hundred and fifty bucks. That's oh, in, that's Lord. and that's for a four bedroom, two bath. Welcome to California. Right. So I'm not used to this. So being fired, I really wanted to be scared, but I knew the hand of the Lord was in it because as much as I wanted to be scared in my heart for my family, he would not allow it to settle in my heart. The more I wanted to be afraid, he put joy in my heart. So I'm like, right. Lord, I see you doing something. You know, I'll tell you, it's it's really obvious. Maybe not the fear and other stuff you're talking about. I knew this yes, kind sir. of thing because I know a lot of people. So I introduced you to Greg. Yes. And Greg said, Kenneth is incredible. <laughs> He said, I've never had anybody work like he works. And I want to add that encouragement into it. Work like a Christian. Yes. And make that mean something different than I have heard from other Christian employers. Right. Oh, he works like a Christian. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <always> fellowshipping <laughs> and late because he's going to church or whatever. <clears throat> Be a chosen Christian. That's right. Work like a Christian and make it mean something entirely different than some of the people see it right now. Right. And all of that goes back to the Lord, because I know in my heart, the scripture that says everything that you find to do, do it as though you do it unto the Lord. Yeah. And I do that. Such I a do testimony. That. Absolutely. You know, I, I really try my darndest to do everything that I do, do it unto the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a daily thing for me, whatever I find to do. Whatever it is, if I see someone and they're down and I feel it in my heart that I need to pray for them, I'll go pray for them. And I'm doing it unto the Lord. You know, I would like to take the the next 30 minutes that we don't have <laughs> talking about Christian employers and how they encourage and how they are examples for and how they come alongside their employees. Yes, sir. Like I'm a Christian employer and, and it's been incredible to see. Like we'll take people literally living in their car. Um, in hard, hard situations. Um, and then a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them, their life gets absolutely transformed because they are working for a Christian business owner. Yes, sir. And many times you've got Christians working for you who come alongside them and live like Jesus. And Amen. You're looking at them like they've got something that I don't have. So that's an entire episode in itself. I'll tell you what I'd like to do. Yes, I'd like to read just a snippet mm -hmm. from the Facebook post. And once again, sent 315 on Facebook. And you will see pictures of beautiful people there. And young, beautiful people there too. <laughs> Amen. Not that you're not all that young, because you're about <laughs> half my age. But I want to just press this part home. This is Kenneth. There is a person out there who feels like they have to steal things in order to have certain possessions. I'm here to tell you that you can stop stealing right now. Yes. If you spend half the time it takes to come up with a plan to steal something and put that into prayer and reading the Bible, I promise you, brother or sister, the Lord will give you possessions you never dreamed you would have, and you will have the peace to go along with it. Yes. Be free be free, be, be free. Hallelujah. Yes. So my whole point to everybody who's listening is you are sent. You are sent to someone. You are sent to someone that Jesus loves just like he loves you. You just might be sent to someone 
who is just like Kenneth. Amen. Anything else you want to encourage people with as we wrap it up? Yes, sir. I just want to encourage everybody, no matter what state of life you are in, you can encourage someone else. If you can find the smallest detail, the smallest um, feeling, and give your life to Christ, everyone that knows you that hasn't given their life to Christ will begin to look at what Christ did in your life and then they would want to turn and follow him as well because they'll see where you were and where you are and what Christ is doing in your life. So I just want to encourage everybody, just love on each other. Yep. Okay, take that to heart and prepare yourself to do that. And one other thing is that I've gotten encouragement from is that people who hear a conversation like this when they share it with somebody else who hasn't heard something like this, yes. it is really, really powerful. So this isn't what Sarah taught me, like share, rate, and review. This is share this. Amen. Share this and do this. And absolutely remember that you're sent to a person that Jesus loves so, so much. Amen. Bye-bye. Amen. Bye-bye.